<laughs> I met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face and the blackest eyes. Like a doll's eyes. I love this town! Hello, city! Podcast, we're at episode number 22, and we have guests! Yeah! Yay! So we got a whole butt time of us this time, and we got first time. There's, there's a, a siren! There's, there's a siren! There's a siren! Wait, Screw it, I'm not editing it. Sorry for you. This is what happens when you kill help. Yeah, exactly. Dude, Roger Corman, that shit, man. Keep going, keep going. No second team. We set up with two mics for the first time, so hopefully everything sounds okay. And if it doesn't, it's Bob's fault. Yeah, it was my fault last time when I forgot to change over. Oh yeah, that actually was your fault. Yeah, I forgot to change over the intro to, I mean, the input from Peter Mike to Having done that on one of my episodes, I knew exactly what had happened. But I didn't message you about it because nobody needs that. Yeah. Well, I said at the beginning of the episode that happened, right? It was on there. It should have been on there. I made, I made an intro. Hopefully it's on there. I'll check on it. It is, actually. Okay. Yeah, it is. Bob, yeah. why you fuck us like this? Yeah, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> well, uh, so, uh, so always, let's give ourselves a little introduction so we know who is who. I am Bob Foster. I'm Jennifer Lovell. I'm Cody. I'm Kim, and I'm really excited to not be the only chick today. Two, three vaginas! Three vaginas! Three whole vaginas. <laughs> I'm Rias. I'm the third vagina. <laughs> the vaginas are even with the penises! Yay! And I am the equalizing penis, Tony K. <laughs> Dude, that's your new nickname. Are you on the third boner? <laughs> no, it's a folk horror inferred boner. <laughs> Equalizing <laughs> penis. Yeah, next time, we, when you introduce you, now when you yeah. introduce Felissa Rose at next Crypticon, it's going to be Tony the Equalizing Penis. Oh, okay. <laughs> that will go over really well on a Crypticon stage, I think. And with Felissa Rose, I mean, with, with some that, people, it will. Actually, if, the late, if it's a late enough podcast and i got enough whiskey in me, what the hell? Yeah. Damn the torpedoes. This podcast is once again brought to you by damn whiskey. The, <laughs> <laughs> damn the torpedoes. He means penises. <laughs> Full speed So what are we talking about? Bob? Well, before we get to talk about our topic, uh, so we do have the two guests today. Uh, they introduced themselves to but who are you and what do you do and who let you in here? <laughs> yeah. My name is Rise Hall and I co-host a podcast with Jen. You actually oh, don't, read, don't Read the Latin. Yes, and I'm Jennifer Lovely. I'm the other co-host of Don't Read the Latin, but you have some, but they're kind of on hiatus. My podcast is currently on hiatus. I have another podcast called The Night Library, Ooh. where me and a friend named Jillian Sutter, Jillian Ventures. Ventures. Well, wow. you've known her a long time. I have known her for years. Um, Jillian Ventures and I read bad horror novels. <gasps> from from, from the like book. the 80s and 90s, you know, the stuff with like the big... And sometimes yeah. they turn out to be really good horror novels, so that's and always sometimes a they're really and Sometimes they're terrible. My sweet Adrena, like, brought us back to where, like, we all remembered reading all of the B.C. Andrews yes. books way too oh, young. Yeah, like, I went on to Wikipedia. I had never read My Sweet Adrena. Oh, I only read the I read them at the like twelve. I read, those, I read them at like twelve, and even just reading the Wikipedia, like. 
synopsises, I felt a kind of scarred because there's so much incest. There's so much incest. Sometimes I want to say, like, BC Andrews, let's chat. Yeah, well, she's yeah. dead. Well, she yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but what's, what's, what's going on? What's going on? I do have a Ouija board at home. Yeah. I want to talk to her that way, but. That would be a different podcast. Yes. That's yeah. What I, I, I read the flowers in the podcast. Movies. That's when we read uh, the Latin. <laughs> <laughs> don't read the Latin. Don't you listen to the title of their podcast? But the reading uh, the Latin so much fun. And you guys just had a recent um, recent milestone, correct? I know. We did. We did our 100th episode. Yeah. But I, I have to share. So I was like, 100 episodes. And we just switched over the hosting. So we're doing all this background work. And I'm looking through all the episodes. And we were 100 episodes, kind of. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going through them all and there's a bunch of part twos where it's like is this another episode isn't it but I was going through them and I looked at Jim and I went there's there's no 86 <laughs> like what oh, happened yeah, I, remember, I remember seeing that what happened to 86 and I was like how <laughs> weird it was 86 it was 86 <laughs> We had to pull it for adult content. Oh, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I think I, I think we have two like nineteens that fixed it ultimately, but like for a couple yeah, days. Yeah. Like, but yeah, like, oh, never mind. Or, or, they, or the coding in it says it's nineteen and after the post is twenty or whatever it is, something like that. But what but, I find amazing is five years. Five years of podcast. Because they see so many people because podcast is the new like garage band. Right. And uh, then I think Kelly Young said it's the new tramp stamp, you know. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. And yep. I got a couple tramps. But a lot of them like last six or seven episodes and then yeah. just fade off uh-huh. and like Tiff and doing it for a hundred episodes feels kind of uh, this kind one of will get zero listeners because you're only listener as far as I'm aware of so our one listener is here today so this will be the most listened to episode that's <laughs> why we're being extra nice of providing alcohol oh, and cookies and food Jeez. we want to make sure our audience all one of them is satisfied <laughs> 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 the one who comments, please comment so they know that you're listening. You know, yeah. we do have a handful of subscribers that we always need more. So, yeah. but yeah, it's always fun just to have please conversation collab. a couple times a week, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a couple times a month, and just talk about things you love. Oh, yeah. Even if no one listens to it, we're still having a good time, mm-hmm. and so that's the most important thing. So. I was really excited that the episode that you're having us on is full core, though. Yes, because oh, yeah, it's great. Go ahead, Jinchu. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, no, it, when we uh, we did a, a full core episode a couple of months ago, and it made me realize like. That is, those are the stories I like. Mm. You know, they're they're nuanced. They're it. It took me months to talk you into doing a folk horror podcast. <laughs> okay. And <here's> some, <laughs> I sent her an email. So, uh, I sent her a message. Hey, want to do folk horror? She's like, yes. It was so easy for <laughs> yes, me. I do. <laughs> but it, well, I will say that uh, in prepping for the episode, one of the things I had to kind of do was like thinking about what is folk horror because I think the first thing I usually think of is the Wicker Man. Right, yeah. the Wicker Man is the flagship of folk horror. Yeah, but uh, what like what does it mean? Because that could be, and 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 that was something that was really interesting when I was reading up on it. Is what is considered folk horror? Because, and we were talking about a little bit about this before y'all got here. Um, you could almost piece everything in horror back to in some way being Based a horror. Based on what definition yeah. you yeah. use. Depending on how you use right. Depending on how you define it. Mm-hmm. So it's not really its own genre. on it. It's like, it's kind of religious horror in a way, but not quite. Yeah. Like the it's, other things. It's, it is religious horror, but it's more pagany religious as opposed yeah. to mainstream. It's not like the exorcist or Catholic horror, which or Christian horror, which is its own thing. Folk horror a lot is, for me, rooted in people who have grown up in like these standard Christian religions 
finding out that there is more to the world mm -hmm. and that maybe it's not going to be, maybe this isn't going to have a happy ending. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I remember inspiring a lot of arguments with um, with Rice and I, because that never happens on our podcast, where we, <laughs> <laughs> we always get along and agree on everything always, <laughs> is that um, you really like, and you kind of uh, define a lot of folk horror as having that outsider. Like, it, it doesn't really qualify as folk horror unless you have, like, this group of, of you know, it's its own... It people, it's about, for me, folk horror is largely about people from the outside world discovering an insular world or a different world. Mm -hmm. But not always. Yeah. Because one of my favorite, I love the movie Jug Face. Oh, and it is yes. not about an outsider. I, I was it's going through my list and putting it. little stars by mm -hmm. ones that like, yeah. I very, like, right. and and under, for me, an underappreciated movie. I really like the, uh, the, and I feel like we're kind of hogging the, the mic at this point, but um, I really like the, uh, the, di the difference between like the horror that comes from the UK <laughs> and and the horror that the the, um, the folk horror that you see coming from the US it's, yes. it's a little different it is really um, different you know you get things like pumpkin head you get things yes. like jet face because you have that kind of like you know middle of America like Appalachia like mm -hmm. and it's it's really interesting culturally yeah the different uh, right. uh, viewpoints we have in our own culture versus their yeah. culture. And I think anybody who's grown up in a very urban area doesn't realize how secular little pockets of the U.S. Yeah. are. Yeah, and, and very I, much. Man, fuck rural America. <laughs> <laughs> well, they have a lot to answer for right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, I ended up uh, doing quite a bit of research myself, and I came up with my own blanket description, and it actually kind of dovetails with some of what you ladies have said already. Um, in my mind, folk horror is horror that is born and usually takes place in a remote area outside civilization and or set in the past, and usually rooted in some sort of folkloric origin. Satanism or paganism are usually involved. Their protagonists are generally outsiders to this world. Much of the time, it's about menace and horror emanating from an ostensibly pastoral, unthreatening environment. Mm. Ditto. Yeah. So, <laughs> part of the yeah, outsiders thing, though, too, yeah. is, I mean, it's, it's, it's something the theater has done forever, which is you need that audience's gateway in. Yeah. You need yeah. the person also, who everything can be explained to. Yeah, it's also kind of a classist yeah. genre in some ways. Yeah, yeah, like the outsiders really are usually from a different social class mm -hmm. yeah. than the peasants that they're... That they're mixing. I think with. they're better yes. than. I think yeah. they're better yeah. than. Yeah. Definitely Edward uh, and Ed, Ed, the uh, the cop and, and uh, yeah, Wicker Man for but sure. But they yeah. get theirs. <laughs> Who immediately comes in and starts shitting on everything? It's yeah. Like, well, yeah, I mean, Cage. He's, Why? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. First oh, of all, <laughs> Nicholas Cage. That movie was incredible. That Not movie the is, is forever. Gold. That it's is fucking great. The height of cinematic. I I, I will honestly watch that movie just for fun because I think it's fucking ridiculous. Beautiful. So. There's so many of this. And the thing is, it's with you guys doing your hundred days of horror. Yes. There are there's so many of those movies I won't watch because I have like I never one I can't commit to watching a horror movie every day. <coughs> Whereas I used to have the eight yeah. at a time Netflix subscription because I would watch like a movie and a half every day, yeah. and then I became a parent. Um, damn, no difference. damn kids. <laughs> damn kids. Uh, damn, I utterly lost my train of thought. But I thank but, you. Oh, but you also watch um, you. you I am not someone who finds joy in So Bad It's Good. I think the only ones that I do in So Bad It's Good in horror or in comedies are ones that I liked when I was younger. Mm. 
Um, that I still so like nostalgia. There's this no nostalgia factor. But, but she didn't realize they were bad because she was so young and yeah. she watched that's it. And stupid. She's like, yeah. <laughs> oh, like, oh my! What was I doing? Like what? Yeah. <laughs> what are you watching? But mom? like, there's movies that I've like. They hit the title title shot, and I'm like, you're fucking out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's yeah. a lot of those movies where you guys like go through the whole thing, and you're like, I'm like, why? I did Life's all TV, of I Ghost of Camp Blood, movies. and I would like a medal. I mean, I am a I. I'm a See, I just have so little time that I like want it all to be precious. Uh, there's some movie like for me, the so bad it's good. Not every bad movie is so bad it's good. It's true. That's true. I like if I'm watching a movie that's so bad it's good. I want that to be a movie that people tried really, really hard to make into a good movie, but they yeah. just missed it. You want them to be Ed not, Woods and not people somebody made. And not either. trauma. No. Yes. Sorry, I'm not a trauma yeah. fan. No, but I'm I not that's either. A good, that's a good. But, uh, you know, but yeah, that's what I mean. I want movies that people have put their heart and soul in, and you're like, what is wrong with yeah. the people that made this? I yeah. love those so much. Yeah. Because what were we talking about? Ed, Ed Wood didn't try to make a bad movie. Birdemic. Um, Ed Wood wanted to be uh, Citizen Kane. He wanted yeah. to be. Yeah. He wanted to be. Uh, yeah. And there is genuine. There is love for yeah. film. There is love yeah. in that. I this is the day of all the yeah. sirens. I'm sorry. I like films oh, yeah. made by people who love film. It's like it's still going to be a, a sirens. Yeah. But it's, well, in that way, there's a little, it's a little less. less yeah. So, uh, but well, that. But for me, like. The, the remake of The Wicker Man, part of why I love that movie so much is if you look at interviews with Nick Cage about that movie, he's like, every single person involved knew it was a comedy except Neil LeBute. <laughs> and also, knowing Neil LeBute a little bit and what a dick he is, I'm sorry, but... No, he's he's a dick. Like, he really yeah. is. He, he is a complete asshole. In the theater community, he is known to be a complete asshole. Yeah. Um, there is something satisfying about knowing that there was actors who were just taking the piss out of something he took to be sacred. And I'm mm -hmm. like, yeah, you douchebag, your words are not golden, and yeah. everyone's kind of having a laugh at your expense. There's something I was watching recently that everyone knew was crap, but, yeah, but, except the director. I can't remember what it is at the moment, but it'll, it'll come back to me. Is it a folk horror film? Pretense? Uh, but yeah, we are talking about folk horror. We kind of get off track there, but that's what we do. <laughs> the, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what movie it was. So it'll come back. I want to look stuff up, and I realize I'm the only person without my little tiny person here. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, the Wicker Man, of course, is the, the yeah, yeah, the, the big granddaddy of that. Um, well, it's the one that popularized yeah. the, mm -hmm. the format, yeah. inarguably. So who's seen The Wicker Tree? Because I've heard uh, that. Oh, my God. It's It's not so bad. It's good. It's, it's just, just so bad. Oh, it's like someone, sad. even though it's same, yeah, same writer-director, it was someone who like almost like saw The Wicker Man once drunk and tried to recreate it. <laughs> yeah, it's about some Western, uh, country and Western singers who come in and they want to do oh. a Jesus tour. Oh, good Lord. And they come to, the, they come to Summer Isle. And they come to Jesus. <laughs> and they're going to get sacrificed, but oh, it's just the worst. It's terrible acting. It's terrible cinematography. Uh, Christopher yeah. Lee is in it for oh, approximately buddy. 58 seconds, but he has stopped billing because he's the only <laughs> thing they got. Because he's Christopher Lee. It's like Amen. a... What, oh God, what but even Christopher Lee, who usually, even in a bad film, tries to be good, now he's phoning it in. Even he knows. But but he is really good at doing that like little cameo because isn't it Christopher Lee that's in City of the Dead? Mm. Um, yes. Where he's the yeah. professor at the beginning, which I yeah. also included well, in uh, my yeah. horror. I would I would put it in that category as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I do we want to? I there's there. I mean, The Wicker Man is not an unprecedented 
film in terms of its subject matter. I mean, there's actually quite a bit going further back from there. Um, but it does seem like The Wicker Man's kind of the apex of sort of what we consider folk horror. Which brings up an interesting point, which is that an awful lot of these came out in the 60s and 70s. And I think that one of the elements that I really noticed as I was watching a lot of these from that era is they do capitalize on, I think, the not, not just the fear and mistrust of outsiders, but also the fear of the youth culture at the time. Yes. I think it caused a lot of yeah. discomfort in, in, in grown-ups. And I especially noticed that uh, with The Blood on Satan's Claw, which I very, very recently saw, and that's oh, yeah. kind of part of the unholy trinity Ever. quote unquote yeah. Yeah. Uh, formative that, is, uh, that which finder general and uh Wicker Man. Wicker Man. and uh, yeah i didn't really like blood on satan's claw that much i couldn't or get through it the witch finder yeah i knew you could yeah. I, seen it, so. yeah. I enjoyed it i yeah. yeah it's it's not perfect it, it's slow in spots but it has some great ideas and it also has some really good acting mm -hmm. and uh again it does a really great job of hammering home fear of the unknown and also fear of the inherent unpredictability of youth yeah uh and it it it, it, it mines that terrain really super well right. and blood and satan's claw the children of the village slowly become corrupted yeah because right. of they found satan. the well, remains of satan, satan basically yeah this is uh, leaping a bit from um folk horror but i i remember reading a really great piece I can't even remember who wrote it, but it was talking about the fear of, of, of the youth and not understanding them being a huge driving force of the Asian horror that started mm. in like through the late 90s and the early 2000s that uh, the Asian culture was like literally not understanding the children and mm -hmm. terrified of them and it being a real driving force for a lot of horror that was done then too. Children are demons. Children are always demons. Yeah. <laughs> yes. In the 60s and 70s yes, also kind of had that... Uh, yeah, oh my god the hippies are going to kill us all especially exactly. after the after right. the Manson murders and that yeah. and the, yeah. so you know like the 70s in I particular yeah, yeah like I drink your blood yeah it was one of the the big ones it's like you know that there are issues in it, that it, regard it really ties in a lot to what we're talking about today since you know so much of the, the stereotype around hippies is more earth based and mm -hmm. more uh, moving away from established religions and doing your own thing so much of you know folklore is you know, either anti-religious uh, pagan using other uh, you know cults that's not all oh, go to church every week and do this you know it's it's these people are different they don't trust them not religion mm -hmm. uh, that's where I think a lot of focus comes in with that uh, kind of uh, staying with the 60s um, I only recently watched Whistle and I'll Come For, come for You uh, from 1968, the British um, TV trip. Oh, yeah. uh, oh wow. MR James. Um, yeah, I'm, un I'm unfamiliar with it. So, um, I only recently discovered, and Pete and Jilly laughed at me because Pete is from the UK. And has um, been watching this every Halloween since he was uh, a child. Actually, it's right Christmas. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're, they're called the Christmas Chillers, and they um, the BBC and, and British mm -hmm. television. Uh, every Christmas does a scary yeah. story because that's so much the, more in terms culturally the, they they, yeah. they have a lot of ghost stories for the winter time and yeah I have it on DVD and it's they they did a, another version of it with I think John Hurt mm -hmm. um, oh, that's kind of a, yeah. a, a longer film oh, wow. and I yeah, haven't yeah, seen yeah. that yet um, but it's it's black and white um, it's from 1968 and it's it's just charming. It is this this urbane fellow that that goes on a mini vacation and goes out to this area where there's supposed to be a druidic runes or something um, like that. And, he, like and he's out walking on the beach and he finds a little whistle. Yes, and it says on um, engraved on it is whistle and I'll come to you. And uh, he basically kind of opens the door and there's a 
you know, there's a couple of parts where, I mean, it's, it's just, it is a little dated, and sometimes it's not as, it's a little uneven, but there's just this beautiful imagery where he's um, uh, walking along the beach, and you see something kind of almost floating behind him, and it's Ooh. so chilling, because he doesn't mm -hmm. realize it's there. Mm. Yeah. I haven't um, seen the movie, but I have read the story. All the MR games yeah. focuses in on, yeah. on that. Like, it's uh, wonderful. Uh, Night, of the, Night of the, I think Night of the Demons is one of his yep. source stories. Yeah. And, oh, God, I uh, love that movie. A lot, of, a lot of that, yeah. Um, oh, I didn't mean to no, no. I think one of my favorite early folk horror films is um, Burn Witch Burn. Mm. Yes. Which is also, a in the UK, I think the title is Night of the Eagle. Eagle. Mm -hmm. And it's really good. It's a guy who says, he, he's like, his wife has all of these little magical charms hidden around the house, and he gets really mad, and he's like, you're being superstitious. No one's out to get me. And then he starts burning all the charms, and his wife is becoming hysterical with terror. And um, it turns out that, yes, all the women in this community are witches, and they're all trying, and like several yeah. of them are working to take him down because he has a powerful position in the community. And it's just such a great little thriller, kind of. Can I tell you, can I just say to everyone here, like, I am so happy to be on a podcast that has Rias and Tony, because anytime we're like, what was that movie that was, and they're going to be like, well, it was this, and it was not him, and it was not this and this, and, and here's some backstory, and then I'm going to sit here, and I'm just going to, like, little hearts, little hearts will come from my eyes. Dude, that's like my whole life when I hang out with Tony, yeah. I'm like, like okay. you know, keep, keep, keep stroking my ego. <laughs> and, and you, all, you can throw a little at risk too. Tony we're also out. knows everyone, so if you go out with him in public outside, of oh my god, no, he, everyone true. stops in the streets to take Tony. How you yeah, <laughs> oh, awesome. Yeah. Tony knows no, it's true. Well, so. but anyway, uh, speaking of background, I think um, a really interesting place to start if you are into folk horror, if you were captivated by Midsummer or The Wicker Man. Uh, is actually maybe going back even further to the silent era because there are a couple of very early examples that are actually really interesting that are worth checking out. Um, one of them is uh, the German feature, The Golem. Oh, uh, yes. There are yes. actually two versions of it, the 1915 version, which I've not seen, and the 1920 version, which I think is better known. Yeah. Um, know it's everywhere. based yeah. directly on Jewish folklore, yeah. and it's uh -huh. sort of a variation of the Frankenstein myth. Uh -huh. and, really good. and it is. It's yeah. really it's good. It's incredibly well directed. The makeup on Paul Wegener, who plays the golem, who is this statue that's been brought to life by a Jewish rabbi, uh, to basically um, protect, protect the, the, the Jews of the village uh, is excellent. It lo he looks like a statue that's come to life. Right. And, it's, and it's very well paced for a, for a silent movie. It works really well. And there was a production company thing, I think, was it were they called Prana Films? The yes. production company that did that also did um, Nosferatu. Mm -hmm. And they were going to do a series of horror films, but because they, were they, got, they were sued yeah. out of yeah. existence, by from stealing the basic story of Dracula. Yes, which they but, bragged about openly on the promotional material. Yep. Which yep. is kind of a bad which move. Which is a bad move. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you're gonna rip something off, don't like it. Don't advertise it. It's totally ripped off. Uh, I'd say Haxon too if we're I think that I was just gonna bring that up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Haxon has a lot of this is what people used to believe. Right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh Haxon and the there's a there's a new Blu ray coming out from Oh. From a Criterion, because Criterion originally put it out before, yeah. and now put that in a 1978 cut or whatever, that's like an hour shorter. Yeah, Isn't that yeah. the one with William Burroughs? William Burroughs yeah, doing the yeah. 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 So the longer cut's definitely the better cut in that case. Yeah, that's the cut I'm familiar with. I haven't seen the shorter Yeah, they're both, on the, um, they're both on the disc. But they're definitely on worth checking uh, out. This is kind of, 
if we're talking about early silent, silent era, this is kind of leans against it, but not completely. Uh, uh, Carl Dreyer's um, Vampire. Vampire. Or Vampire. Oh. I could I it's could go with it. It's it's, it's a little elliptical it, and, and ambiguous, but yeah, there's there are a lot of elements. A lot of yeah, a lot of the elements. They get the outside coming in, some like weird film. stuff going on. It's too elliptical. <laughs> that film is just too elliptical and ambiguous for me. I'm afraid. See, I kind of I kind of dote on that shit, but I'm into Italian <laughs> horror, so you kind of have to unplug your. You have to plug in your lizard brain and, yeah. brain and unplug your practice. Yeah, you gotta you gotta be kind of patient with that stuff. Absolutely. And I don't have the patience for it. And that's totes cool. Um, I'm trying to think of some others. Oh, um, another one that gets mentioned often as part of again the unholy trinity, and we just mentioned the title is Witchfinder General. So it's the Conqueror Worm. AKA the Conqueror Worm, known here in America. Uh, but yeah. that title's kind of gone away. Yeah. Right now, um, it's an interesting, I would agree with uh, Rias and Jennifer that it's not a perfect movie. Um, I think that there are a lot of incidents in it where characters are doing very dumb movie character things that you want to scream at. Yeah. Uh, and also another thing that actually is, some would consider it an asset or a liability is, it is one of the most relentlessly joyless movies. It is a body one. Which is interesting, though, because I think it is one of Price's absolute best performances, because he's playing this character who is extremely, ferociously intelligent. He is thinking way above and way beyond and way faster than the people around him. And he is just, he is, uh, uh, he is uh, killing people who oppose him. He is um, assaulting the women who are part of this uh, part of this uh, this village, and he is continuing to keep the cycle propagated. And he is just terrifying, like truly terrifying. Yeah, yeah. He's not he's not funny, dapper, camping at some price. There's no yeah. camp in this performance. It's straight. So if you want to see him as a straight up dramatic actor, it's it's Conqueror. And I've, I've always resisted watching it, even with as much as I love Vincent Price, is because... It is so unrelenting. It is so... It is, it's kind of cruel and unrelenting. Oh, and, very much so. And, and sometimes I can't handle that. Um, one that's kind of um, in that same vein of, I watched it, I appreciated it, it fits the genre, but I didn't enjoy it because it was just so unrelentingly dire, was I just recently watched Apostle. Oh, yeah. with Dan Stevens. Yes. And while I thought it was wonderfully done, I thought it was gorgeous. The the, the visuals from like underneath the village of, of the woman who lived in the in the roots. The goddess. The goddess Sorry. who lived in the roots. Yeah, there were some thing visuals I really visuals liked. Gorgeous, you know, but I just didn't it, I didn't really like I, the yeah, movie. It just took way too long I wanted to a goddamn hug after it was over because it was just it just it was it was just more than I could handle at the point in which I watched it. So there's a lot of times that even though these are dire stories, there has to be a sense of hope somewhere within it because like the world just hurts too much right lately. It's well, and that's that's a really good point because I I think of um, Midsummer, which Sandra. that is I think sort of the catalyst for this particular conversation we're having. Yeah, what are you um, first Joy. message? Uh, <laughs> yeah, the first message Jennifer is like, all right, let's talk about story. Midsummer. Yeah. And we just didn't work out the timing because we've been... The, the, only, the only movie that I parallel with this, in my mind, for vicious girls coming-of-age story mm-hmm. is uh, Sightseers mm-hmm. by Ben Wheatley. Yeah, yeah. I have not Ironically list. enough, yes, I've got a couple of mm-hmm. Ben Wheatley movies on my well, list. Um, <laughs> one of, but one of the things that I think is really telling and getting back to the sense of joy is there is a strange sense of joy in Midsummer. I mean, these, oh, there is. The, the, yes. the, this... this cool. This not, enclave, cult, whatever you want to call strange, it, though, is, 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 well, I mean, for, for outside non-horror 
aficionados, it would not be considered, you know. <laughs> Though I'm really I excited. Know, for women, I think there is. You know, there, I there saying, is, but also I'm really... You can talk about whatever you want to talk about. Oh, okay. <laughs> One of the things that I, I, I meant to rewatch it, but just life got in the way, um, and I'm really interested in seeing the new, um, they're doing a director's cut with mm-hmm. that's extended, um, added scenes and all, um, is I've been wanting to rewatch it because I've, I've read that there was a lot of deliberate um, kind of white power imagery that's in portions of it, which is really held by kind of like the actions that that the village takes and against and, and who they take it. That there's imagery in like apartments where he's talking about the group, mm-hmm. that there's some imagery in the background that mm-hmm. supports it being kind of in the white power kind of like, but older, like older. Interesting. Um, so it's like I want to rewatch it and watch for that because mm. it made me sadder. I did it, not catch it, and I was super vigilant about the background so that yeah. movie, like so every interested. scene. So I, so I do want to that rewatch because it. that was, you know, because a complaint a woman, a female friend of mine made was that um, she's I'm really kind of pissed off that all the people that died were all the people of color, um, and mm. which is true. No, um, that is true. Because three know, of three of the outs of the outsiders, outsiders yeah. mm-hmm. were people you know, of color, and they all yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, in the end, I don't care. It was the fucking happiest movie I've seen. And no, boy, I needed that yeah, goddamn yeah. movie because the moment he yeah. forgot her birthday, which um, uh, <laughs> he's never going to listen to this. Three years forgot my birthday mm-hmm. in my past marriage, and there's a really big reason why we're not married anymore. Yeah, not well. <laughs> and the moment he was like, he forgot her birthday, and at the end of it, I was like, yes, set him on fire. <laughs> yes! <laughs> it's very, this is very interesting, because I had, I had, I mean, I'm, I'm a cis white hetero male, but I had the same reaction. I thought this guy is a complete and total dick. Yeah. And the reason, the thing that but I think a lot of people, friends. well, yeah, yeah, not just oh, that, God. but this, this is what's interesting. Yeah. I have had a surprise, you know, I have had a surprising yeah. amount of people have, uh, who have told me that they're like, and women have said, well, he's not that bad. <laughs> well, this is the thing. The this actor is the thing. said that. Well, yeah, but but he's but he's not. I have had women say that, and what's interesting, I think that the movie does a very artful job of painting an image of a relationship between the lines that is disintegrating, and everything that this guy does is not snidely whiplash twirling a mustache, you know, monster, but he is just an everyday asshole who, right. who like, it's is much more exceptional. Realistic yeah. Exactly. Monster because we've all met guys like that. And women stay with we've that. fucking dated them. Um, we married no, one. it's not that bad. So I'll stick with you know. <laughs> High five. <laughs> Yeah, though, oh no, the 171 minute cut is playing next week in Overwatch. So, I'm going to pose this to you ladies. Are there any other films in the folk horror canon that you think have um, extremely uh, female centric or feminist leanings? The Company of Wolves. Wolves. Yeah. Oh, yes, good call. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And how so? Please elaborate. Oh my god, I watched that at exactly the right age. I was 14 years old. It is all about a girl coming into her own um, and and everything feeling uh, foreign and mysterious and, and yeah, I... What is that Czechoslovakian film? Um, um, uh, Valerie and her Week, Week of Wonders. Yeah, I watched that. Uh, There's about always one to see that. Tom I was here. It's weird. It's definitely one of It's also about a woman who's growing up. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, kind of, for me, I felt it was like about that zone when a young girl becomes a woman and she's kind of in this weird twilight area. So, and it's like right when she's about to become a threat. Yeah. Um, because they're ch- there's a child, they're lovely, and then there's a woman, and that's evil. 
Oh my gosh, you guys. So dream logic going through what, is, what is the name of that article? Yeah, really women beautiful. women are oh, women um, are women are Women are awesome. Women are consoled by hope? No. Women are, um, wait, wait, wait. Because you sent it to us earlier. Drama, I thought you were reading the book. Uh, I am. <laughs> horror is a soothing genre. It's upfront about how scary it is to be a woman. Mm. So I'm starting her book, which is um, Dead Blondes and, God, I can't see the rest of it because it's an audio book. Um, but it's by Sadie Doyle. Mm -hmm. She's done a couple books, and she's written a whole bunch of um, articles and just thought pieces mm -hmm. on, online. But she has an entire article, or she has an entire chapter in it that is talking about The Exorcist, which is not full core technically. No, it's not full core. It is not full core. But it's not full core, because, but it is talking about the presentation of a woman's daughter is 12 years old and is all of a sudden getting very aggressive and her face is changing, and her body is changing, and she's getting really aggressive, but then the next day she's childish and girl-like, and what's going on, and it's like, puberty. she talks about it being fucking puberty, and about her fucking vagina, and about <laughs> vaginas, well, and, and it was just like, I was like, that's kind of like that but, Grady Hendrix book we read. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, my, my, uh, the best my best friend's, friend's exorcism. exorcism. I own that, yeah. but I haven't read it yet. Oh, it's it is so good. good. <laughs> well, we cried during our podcast about it. That brings up another interesting point that I think is hallmarked to not all, but a lot of folk horror is that for a lot of, in the case of uh, Midsummer uh, and other uh, examples where an outsider becomes part of this inner enclave, there's a sense of liberation to it. There's mm -hmm. an enormous oh, sense yeah. of liberation mm -hmm. to it. And in a lot of these, I mean, you know, it, it seems like it's fairly egalitarian. Yeah. in these cults, which makes it vastly preferable to women, especially in the 60s and 70s, yeah. who are having to face stereotypical, uh, you know, Not lines just of... the 60s and 70s. <laughs> Have you I'm, seen but, it? But, like, really yeah. prominent in that era for those reasons. Have you seen Robin Red... Robin Redbreast? No. Uh, it's kind of a... It's like a British... Isn't it, it's almost... It's, it looks... It's very staged. It's based on that same play. Game. It's it might be one of British, their Play for British Today British episodes. Yeah. And it's about a divorced woman who inherits her husband's cottage in the country. And then she meets all the local people, and there's this really sexy man who keeps showing up, and then it's really good, and it is very much a horror movie about a woman who is suddenly set free of her husband and tries to live alone, but doesn't see the big world because she's always been protected by her husband. Hmm. And I really like it. Yeah. Uh, well, no, I mean, um, I think that there are, I mean, particularly, again, as, as a woman, <laughs> which I can now say is not the only woman in the room, um, that you, you have that idea of, and I mean, we see it in Midsummer, of um, the not being listened to, not being... Yeah. Seen, not being heard. Right. And and this this other group being like, we see you, we hear you, we feel with you. Yeah. But What's not to like her, about that? Her, her you know? personhood is acknowledged. acknowledged. Yes. Oh. liberating that is. Well, well, all these guys are pushing her off. And I'm saying you're acting yeah. irrational. You're acting. You're being hysterical. Uh -huh. You're being this. And I mean the gaslighting element to it, which oh, again yeah, was very much my marriage getting a lot of details today about, about Kim's personal life. Um, but uh, 
And these are spoilers for Midsummer for it's, anyone who's not seen it. No spoiler, that's uh, when I started do, when I talked about doing this podcast. Usually talking about Midsummer is kind of the basis of that. And yeah. Like, uh, mainly about Midsummer, kind of going around it. So, so spoiler alert! Spoilers are spoiler alert! If you listen to this, you probably already seen. Iron it. Man yeah. dies in Endgame. <laughs> oh my God, Cody! So bad, my shit. Bruce Willis is dead. Bruce Willis is dead. That's why only Haley Joel Osment can see. Anyway, sorry, I just wanted to get that spoiled. Anyway, (laughs) welcome to my world. (laughs) Um, That moment where when she looks and sees that her boyfriend is having sex with another woman and has her her breakdown, and she runs to the other room. And all the women join her. They join her, and as she's screaming and crying, they are all crying. They, but it's not just that they, her. they scream or cry with her. They're all reaching and touching and touching her. her and touching her face and feel and it's and they are they are Looking living her it eyes. with her. Yes, they're and experiencing her pain with her. Not only is this legitimate. Not only are you going through this, but we are here. We are you here. Are, you are not alone. Yes, and I mean. And I've seen it twice now, and and that scene each time gets me incredibly choked up, um, because I feel like how often we are told our emo- our emotions are too much, our emotions are not valid, our emotions are there's blood pouring from our whatever. Uh, to see this community, right, a and community her being of, held, a community of women, yeah. that support her, yeah. This is, again, sharing way too much information, but I am in, like, some serious, like, weekly therapy because my childhood was, like, ferociously abusive. And, like, my therapist, like, and she did it, she does it all the time, where I'll be like, oh, my God, I was, you know, I was hysterical, and and I was, and the thing is that she catches me on all the time, because I was was terrible. I was terrible to Jim, and this is what happened to my new husband. And, And she looks at me, and she goes, honey, of of course you felt that way. Of course you felt that way. That is an entirely natural reaction to someone who has the, the level of PTSD and the abuse that you've received in your life. Of course you had that reaction. That is what happens. That is what somebody who's gone through what you have gone through experiences. And like it literally changed my life to have one person in my life go, of course that's how you feel. That's completely legitimate. So having an entire community of doing people it. doing right. that. You are like, this, you're legitimate. You're, you are right to feel this way. Absolutely. When I had, when my now ex-husband left me because, are we, are we going TMI in this? Because <laughs> we're already like, oh, this fucking The exact words he said are, I want to have children, but not with you because you're not oh. tough enough. Oh, dick. There you go. That was my ex-husband. And the day after, my friend picks me up from, I was working at a theater camp, and we're in her car, and we're going to pick up her children. And we're sitting in her car, and she's like, before we go inside, we're going to sit in here, and we're going to scream. And we sat in her car, and we screamed. And that was everything in that moment. Mm -hmm. And again, and it wasn't, she wasn't just... Like, she was there with me, screaming with me, feeling with me, and she was holding my hand, and we were screaming. Yeah. That's that's really powerful. Yeah. Yeah. What was really hard is... (laughs) Sorry! (laughs) (laughs) What's really hard is, because, because, like, every woman on the planet, like, I was 
pretty silent about how bad things were. Yeah. And so all they saw was like, well, you know, you're really hard on him. And then, but it, it took like nine months after where he was, the way he was with me, with everyone else, where they're like, oh my God, why didn't you tell me how bad this was? And I'm like, because I was trying, well, no, I was trying to stay yeah. married, so oh, I couldn't talk about how bad it was, yeah. because then I'm, like, sabotaging my own marriage, and it's like, I just didn't realize, because as women, we're conditioned to, well, just, can't, you just, up. We're can't, can't you just, just be nicer, yeah. can't you just be nicer, and to yeah. fix, we're conditioned to, to fix. fix, yeah, to, a, to make it work, to, to completely veer this off of, <laughs> uh, off of um, Midsummer, because, but I love that it's a, a wonderful story about, um, it, it fits in the full horror, but it's Pie Wacket. Yeah. Oh, yes. Years. Oh, I like Pie Wacket. Yes. I think Pie Wacket is amazing. Yeah. And um, basically, uh, a girl, a young girl's father dies, and her mom kind of can't handle his passing. Yeah. And so is trying to deal with her own trauma, and is her daughter is, like, hitting 15, 16, has her absolutely fucking adorable death metal friends. Mm-hmm. And, but her way of coping is, I can't live in this house anymore. And so basically, with no notice to her, like, sells their family home, which is all that, like, the daughter feels like she has anymore to even remember. Right, it's the only stability the yeah. daughter has in her life and, is and, that and, home. And that whole house is, like, just their trauma. Like, yeah. trauma, 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 trauma. And they're both dealing with it really fucking badly. And so the mom just, like, goes for a gut punch with one comment, and she, I think she, I think she says, "I look at your face, and all I see is your fucking father." And, yeah. and I think it, I think it makes me hate you, or something. It's something, something like that. that. Oh, yeah. And her daughter has been researching like black magic, black magic. Because she's in, she's in a little death metal group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what so she's a teenager. Girl has not researched black magic. Yeah. What really was hard was all of all of our like superstitious and and that sort was all kept in this back room of our library. So I had to consistently tell the librarian that I was doing a project. Yeah. <laughs> I needed a project to be able to see the really fucking weird books. Because I grew up in a town of eight hundred people and they feared little girls like me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Pie Wacket is amazing, and it's a wonderful retelling of, of, you know, women's relationships and mother-daughter relationships can go really fucking horribly yeah. wrong. But it's, God, it's a great fucking story. Yeah, uh, I was just going to say, one of the things that I think, um, I mean, I, to a very real extent, and Jennifer and I have a joke about this being a drinking game, uh-huh. horror films are dark fairy tales, and yeah. this invariably involves interweaving a lot of folklore. And one of the things that I found really interesting researching folk horror is like how many, like the vastly different numbers of countries and uh, and um, beliefs that kind of get encompassed in this. Um, mm-hmm. One of my favorite examples, ironically enough, is probably one of the cheesiest horror movies you could possibly imagine. Um, it's an Indonesian horror movie called Mystics in Bali. Oh, I've seen that a bunch of times. And it's well, thank you. And it's it's cheesy as hell. I mean, it's basically oh, it's about so cheesy. it's basically about a young a young American tourist uh, who uh, ends up dating a, a local, and she is researching black magic, and she decides that she wants to learn from a liak, which is a black sorceress, um, uh, the the rites of magic and transformation, and as a result. She ends up being turned into what is known in Dungeons and Dragons, I think, as a Penaglian. Ha! Huh. 
And this is a demon that is basically a disembodied head floating around with the lungs and the spine and yeah, yeah. other you stuff know, connected. Kind of vampires. And yes. it and it sucks the it sucks the fetuses out of pregnant women. Right. Um, that's why like you do. Like, like you do. Literally, that's that was my first thought. Like Rosie the window video. boxes was because so that when the head tried to. And one of the things I love about this movie, it, first of all, it is it is patently ridiculous. I mean, the special effects, the transformation scenes are basically uh, an inflatable, they're like inflatable balloon versions of like alligators and snakes. All of a sudden, fetuses are getting sucked out of everywhere. Yeah. Tell me about it. It fucking happens. Downstream. <laughs> there's one floating by the window right now. There's one carrying a the fetus. As right silly now. as it is, there's a scene like somewhere around two thirds of the way in the movie where there are five or six guys sitting around that are all like magicians and all practice like magic, and they're talking about magic and techniques amidst all of these um, Asian ruins as casually as like a bunch of a bunch of plumbers talking about different piping. Uh -huh. And I love that touch. And when you get that in. Any any horror movie, it's almost right. a lot of fun, and so that's I, I like being able to step into another culture, um, and you get that with a lot of folk horror. You know, one one thing I really liked about Midsummer is it really touches on grief. Yeah. Oh yeah. The actual yeah, act of her losing her parents. We are actually recording an episode tomorrow night that is a horror that's that deals tomorrow. with grief. Yeah. Which yeah. is so much of it. Oh gosh. So and horror is a genre that just kind of gives that. Drenched in grief. And that's another yeah, thing I think. Oh. There is so much about yeah. grief. Yeah. yeah, it's like that dark black hole grief layer. But again, it's, it's horror is a, is a coping. Okay. Well, I, I think that's why so many women are drawn to it. It's it's how we cope oh with. Like, right? Those are amazing. I'm just saying. City of Geek brought to you by Snickers. <laughs> Snickers <laughs> peanut butter. Peanut butter Snickers. They're so but, fucking uh, good. <laughs> I, I, there used to be more than four, and then I ate them all, and now there's. Two. Um, there were three, and then Jen. And now I need to try one. <laughs> but that's the thing. Well, with, I, I think we're all going to have to. We're looking at, you know, about grief. Like, yeah, she was alone. She was being gaslighted. And overcoming grief for moving. If you want to fucking talk about gaslighting, oh. I want to talk about the fucking witch. Yes. 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 Fucking yes. girl. Yes. Society, her family, her, her father, dad, that and her mother too. Guy. Oh, her mother and her dad are fucking horrible. Yes, like the whole plate they're in is because their family is just a bunch of fuck ups. <laughs> and her poor, like repressed brother too. Like I feel bad for the brother who is looking at his sister and well, I feel bad for him because. <laughs> but it's 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 like this is how it becomes perpetuated because you've got this yeah. boy who's not being ex and who's being told these things are wrong yeah. and whose only exposure to sexuality is his older sister, uh -huh. and and yeah, he's gonna have confusing feelings about it. Like yeah. what teenage boy wouldn't? Yeah. And but this poor girl, of course, she's gonna turn to Satan. I would. Like the taste of yeah, I mean, honestly, in that same situation, significantly, significantly, at the end of the movie, she well, spoiler alert, she literally ascends, yeah. and that right there is cogent visual semaphore. Such a happy ending! Yes. I love that so much. Yeah, it is another one of my happy horror movies. No, you know what else I love? It was real supernatural. Yeah. Uh -huh. It was that you can't interpret that as some sort of psychological no, tangent. Actually, Although I guess actually, you really if could. you read, the director puts a lot of little things in there, at least in what's going on with the family, to make you, like, the whole thing with the corn, 
Apparently, the the blight that was affecting their crops mm -hmm. is some that, if ingested, so it's could, could cause you to hallucinate. Like a sure, yeah, yeah. Like in the witch trials there. Yeah. And uh, so, right. and so, the suggestion is there that the family could be experiencing. Oh, yeah, these mass illusions on top of their repression, on top of everything else, and so that is is escalating everything. And that was always intended to be kind of ambiguous. Interesting. The only thing that makes me sad is they really wanted to have so much more Black Phillip, but apparently that goat was a fucking asshole. <laughs> that, no, I was, and the reason why he ends up being so awesome is, is because you, he was so unpredictable. When you need him to be a dipshit, he wouldn't. And when you need him to sit there and be still, he he's wouldn't. like sideway walking across he the lawn. He hospitalized the actor. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> I thought he was a very good goat. He's I like him very good. Oh, I want a black Phillips stuffy. Yeah, I bought one for, for yeah, somebody yeah, for yeah, a gift. Yeah, Jane's uh, got the phone call. If we're talking about the witch, the, the I want to do connect that to a mispronounce of it, Hagazusara. Hagazusa? Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. If, if you love the witch, moves fast. Oh my god. But it's so great. I watched Hagazusa right before Crypticon, and I was like, because I was having arguments with people who were like, I. I love you all, and I know that this is gonna like. I'll put my cross up so I can just put fucking put myself right there. I I don't like I don't like the original Suspiria, and I don't like the new Suspiria. Like I, I stopped it like an hour and a half in, realizing there was another hour and a half. And yeah. I just I thought we I, could be friends too. I, you know, I felt that way an hour and a half in, but at the ending, it became one of my favorite movies. I'm I really it. glad, and I I love that people love it because media isn't just for me. Right. I, I am glad that there is media out there for everyone. And I'm like, I like some so slow shit because I fucking love Hagazusa. Yeah, and, it'll be slow as fuck. And there is like a ten minute scene <laughs> on her face of horror realization, and it is the most. I'm sorry, horror realization. Ho horror. horror realization. Oh, those are two That's a lesson I learned in high school of how to make sure to say horror. My, <laughs> I like horse. <laughs> my Friday night movie night space show for everybody. Yeah. Our title. Our title. Um, uh, WMF. For horror movie Friday. Nice. Yeah, because I don't know. Oh, is that what that stands for? <laughs> it does. That's why. Because I went to see. I've only heard it referred to as WMF, and I've never questioned it because I get to watch movies. <laughs> so before Six and I started the podcast, we went to see the original, or we went to see The Conjuring together, and we're standing in this huge line for a pre-release showing. And this woman with her children walks up. She's like, "Oh, what are you waiting for?" Oh, and I fuck. said, "Oh, we're waiting to see The Conjuring." She's like. And I'm like, it's formity. And ah. she's like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, horror movie? It's scary. It's scary. It's scary. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, like this. It's scary. It's scary. You know? Well, They're doing jerking off motions. That's not a lie. We had a section at Scarecrow called Euro Horror. Where we put a lot of the European horror films, and someone was up in the room looking around, and one of my coworkers was just yelling, "You're a horror!" Sounded like he was yelling, "You're a horror!" throughout the store, and like eight times, and everyone was just falling down laughing before we finally got him to stop. Yes. Well, that, I, it's interesting that you mentioned where we were talking <laughs> about. <laughs> getting totally <laughs> off the beaten path, but trying to get back onto Let's the beaten path. The, um, I, I find it interesting that a lot of, I think a lot of folk horror does reflect the um, the pace of country slash rural life, in that a lot of it is slow burn. And oh, yeah. I, I mean, The Wicker Man's a classic example. Obviously, Midsummer is a classic example. 
Um, Field in England. They, yeah, it, I was actually yes, yeah. going to bring Anything that up <laughs> because yeah. I think I think Field in England is amazing. Yeah, yeah. I. But it's, it's not a speedy. It's, it's not, not it, it, it's, it's not a quick read, but it's really <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. and it's I mean, a long and I, eighty minutes, but it's a great eighty. Yeah, minutes. and I, I think that that's I think that's something that I guess for the uninitiated, uh, if you're looking into getting into folk horror, as it were, like, expect a lot of slow burn. Slow burn. Yeah, you're you know gonna, what? I'm really. Ashamed because I completely stomped all over your Hagazusa. Like, what, oh, no, were your, sorry, no. what were your feelings on Hagazusa? Oh, I thought it was a really solid film that looked great, that, that slow burn really worked, and I really appreciated effort of using, like, on so much of, of course, you say, I'm not, I'm here, not a woman, so I'm not going to speak for that, but of, um, they want to use her, but also then abuse her for what yeah. they asked her to do. Yeah. Uh, both her and her mom, because you had the, yeah. the two different generations of, of witches in this case, where it's like, oh yeah, so you have witch powers. Cool, we're going to use that. Oh, you have witch powers, we're going to burn you. Uh, oh yeah. And the sweet People revenge is that she gets from it. it. And yeah. uh, my wife really after, after turned over after finishing Love too. She's like, every person she killed, she killed with a different element. Earth, wind, water, and fire. You know, I was like, <gasps> and I was like, oh my oh, god. Wow. Yes, what? <laughs> I can't remember the exact details of each of them at this moment, which has been like two years since I saw it. Uh, which is streaming on the Amazon right now. Is that that it. Avatar movie that they've been talking about? Yeah, shut up. <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> Fuck you, Cody. Thank <laughs> you. You. <laughs> you said that, I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm making Going an Avatar it. joke. Going for it. Give so me like, a fucking mic. But if we're, uh, if we're doing Ben Wheatley, you have to, of course, build a film English great, but also Kill List gets into Kill a list score. Which uh, it's basically. This here, this here. I, I guess the mere notion of putting it in that category probably is a little bit of a spoiler because that, yeah. that movie starts out in one hint. direction. Yeah, that's yeah, a movie about a hitman who gets hired to do a job and then things but there get are weird. Hints through the entire yeah. movie that things are going to go very. The, the uh-huh. second the second time through, you really see it all well, very clear. I need the woman with the symbol at the beginning. Oh yeah. Just, What's is that? Is the soundtrack kind of going to be so much fun. Probably watching it next week. So and it's and it's which one? Great. I haven't seen it yet, so yeah, it's no, probably in the next week you. or so. I'll I think you'll watch like it. it. It's, it's got a lot of. I don't even know what the fuck it is, so it'll be on my list too. <laughs> it's a movie about a hitman who gets hired to do a job and then things get weird. Yeah. That's, I that's do like when things get weird. That's that's a good story of my life. <laughs> um, I, actually, since we have many vaginas present, <laughs> I wanted to actually kind of get your take on a movie that's sort of been laterally considered a. Um, a folk horror film because although it's set in a very urban environment, uh, the roots of the perceived or actual threat are actually um, very folkloric in nature, and that is cat people. Mm. Which is, uh, I'm, I'm a huge, huge fan of the first one. I love yeah. It's, yeah. Not, it's yeah. not one that would come to mind and, and, and immediately. I love folklore, folklore, but... Sleep, so I mean. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the thing that's interesting, I mean, it, it's based no, on... It is, it's yeah. Yeah. Are we talking no. about the Valdu one? Yeah. yeah. Well, no, yeah, the, the remake, the remake has... Yeah. Has, yeah. But anyway. But yeah. yeah. But yeah, and, but yeah and that's and, true, though. The roots of it are... Yeah. Her belief is based on Slavic mythology about a race of cats. But I mean, that but kind I don't of, know if that makes it folklore. Yeah. Because by, like, by I mean, that logic, the troll hunter is, is, is folk horror. Well, the, again, it casts a very broad swath. Well, well, that's I, what we were kind of talking I, I'm about. I'm pretty happy with that, using this as a, as a platform to say, watch the original cat people. Yeah. And oh, watch and the, the And the remake yes. of cat people, although it's a completely different experience. Really, yeah. But I love my special effects. Oh this yes. So and the scene one. where they cut that leopard in half and there's a person in it. Ooh. One of my favorite special effects. Absolutely. Costco, 
Morphic horror. Uh, I'm a big fan of a lot of the Japanese horror that's that's very folkloric based. I mean, we were talking just recently. Koidon came up on our last mm -hmm. oh, yeah. podcast because it's anthologies. But there's a huge and very long tradition of. Um, Japanese ghost stories that are deeply rooted in Japanese mm -hmm. folklore. Yeah, Onibaba. Um, Onibaba. Um, well, they're doing a whole, the second season of that terror show on AMC. That's uh, in a Japanese entertainment. Oh, yeah. 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 I watched the first episode and haven't gotten to the second yet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, again, another another really interesting way of, of viewing other cultures <laughs> through their folk horror. Uh, this I'm is just a synopsis for the class that I taught on oh, okay. it. Oh, wow. Right, and that. I was just looking to see what my recommended viewing list had. Uh, right. Which is why she didn't have to write down a list. Because <laughs> right, it's all in her head. Was that at SIF or, or Scarecrow? Uh, Scarecrow? Yeah. No, I was doing, a, I did a series of film classes. The first one I did was about gothic horror. I did a second one about gothic horror that was just about how uh, ghosts in gothic horror films. Ooh, nice. And then I did... All of the Roger Corman Edgar Allan Poe films, which was super fun. Awesome. Yeah, I'm so excited. Roger Corman's going to be at the HP Lovecraft Festival in Portland oh, this man, year. I wish I could, I and wish I'm like, I'm there. Uh, this is, I can't oh make it this God. year. Now I'm, really I'm going to Son of Monster Pulls, and he's going to be part of a presentation on, awesome. on Dick Miller. But, uh, on, on, oh that, on the, uh, the Poe, I, I would agree that uh, Two Mother Gia, that of course she's mentioned last episode, is. Well, it's my favorite series of that series. It is my favorite of the yeah. series as well, but Roger Corman I don't even like, like it because like it was a cat. lot of, it was shot in England and the crews... And it was open. <laughs> and that it was, was part of it. It was open and the crews in England demanded breaks from time <laughs> to time and you couldn't make a movie in four days and, you know. <laughs> but the places as but it is, sunglasses. <laughs> but it is my favorite as well because he's got those cool sunglasses. And there's that scene where the woman faints on, on his wife's tombstone and he and Vincent Price just picks her up and walks into his house with her and that is like the most romantic thing on film ever. It's it's it, it is, is it is so, the most it yeah. is the most overtly romantic I think of the of the Corman <gasps> films. It. Yeah. So and it's it's terrific. It, it is one of my favorites. I would I narrowly lean towards um, Mask of the Red Death, which I think does have some folk horror elements. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, Tumologia is terrific. I love I Mask of the Red Death. Mask of the Red Death is my second favorite. My the thing I love about Mask of the Red Death is that they have the scenes where they're walking through the rooms, and this is the black room. This is where death lives, <laughs> and this is the red room where the plague lives. And it's so obviously the same room with a different color. <laughs> <laughs> And that is one of my favorite things. It's like when they made the cube. I was like, they had one set. They could have yep. shot that in the storage unit. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah. Here's one I want to throw out for full horror, at least in my opinion. Yeah, for Halloween 3. Yeah, that's oh, all I was imagining. Yeah. Oh. Interesting. I did not think of that. I wouldn't have thought of that, point. but I, I well, see where you went. Oh, my God, I love know, that movie. He uses... Uh, you know, he uses Stonehenge. Yeah. He steals the the thing oh, from that. Oh, right. He does. He gets. Yeah. He uses blocks of Stonehenge and, and, to generate the power to to crush the heads of children. There yeah. it is. Who yeah. hasn't? Who doesn't done that? that? Like you do. That's happening right fucking now. Yeah. Uh, well, you're with a the, 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 the fetuses now. So, but, but yeah, it's rooted in it. That's got very folkloric roots. Yeah, and, uh, the, the original writer of that was Nigel Neal, who does a. Oh my God! Oh, right. he, wrote that, he wrote the Stone Tape from 1972. Mm -hmm. He did a TV series Christmas. called Beasts, which that which is just different Nigel Neal stories every week that he wrote. And they're little like little playlists. Oh, cool! And, and they're really creepy. And um, 
Scarecrow video has them. I don't well, know and they kind of play into the the Celtic mythology into the later Halloween sequels yeah. too. I don't count those, but they yeah, they take cool that, order, but, yeah. but they take elements of it and kind of try to infuse it. it doesn't work. It doesn't work at all. Um, one of my favorites because it is batshit crazy. Letter of the White Worm. Yeah, it's on my list. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Oh, I had such a crush on him. <laughs> okay, I still have a crush on him. Well, and it's Ken Russell, so, <laughs> yeah. you know. Ken Russell gets reassuringly yeah, consistent. Like, I literally I just almost heard the devils on there. Like, mm. yeah. <laughs> and the reason yeah. Jilly has got that, because I remember loving it as a teenager, and so I bought the disc, and I showed it at my house, and I said, take this fucking movie out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> we, because uh, what worked for me as a teenager just made me want to knock their heads together. <laughs> on Sunday night, Jillian and I and our friend Mel got together and watched it and live-tweeted it. Oh, and oh, right. Well, we drank, oh, nice. well, we drank a lot of absinthe. And it was super fun. It makes like anything better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, um, brother. So yeah, I love Letter of the White Worm. Yeah. It is one of my favorite movies. I am recreating one of the props from it because I build Ooh. props in my spare time. I, I can't let it go without saying that it definitely sounds like a porno. <laughs> It, it really, it, it really does. does, and it has those elements in oh, it. And it's directed by Ken Russell. Who once had Roger you know Daltrey with a forty-foot phallus playing Franz Liszt? Oh my god, I hate that movie, Listomania. I can say so. Um, I've also got on my list um, Children of the Corn. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that was on my list. But which one? There's like forty There's like of them. Twenty of them, but the, the so general some of them are idea good. of Children of the Corn <laughs> is is very much folklore. And it's one that I find maybe it's because I work with kids. Anything with kids in it becomes like 200% more terrifying. So, <laughs> or if you have a kid, Te- too. Tecla has my daughter, who is 10, um, has nightmares occasionally, and she'll come into my room in the middle of the night and stand silently by my bed. <laughs> child. Because she doesn't want to wake you up, but she had a nightmare and she's scared to be in her own room. <laughs> and then sometimes Aww. she will tap, tap, tap me, Mama. And it is just. Fucking! I have screamed at her. Like, and I feel terrible. <laughs> like you're scared well, and you're like, at her. But like. not, but not like you know, like what the hell are you doing? It's just I, I let out a a shriek because I'm terrified. Yeah. And she's like, but you didn't wake up. <laughs> I was sleeping. But children are silently standing by the side of your bed, staring in the dark. Is really Anything fucking terrifying. Stand, silently standing. I had a cast of kids who would, it started one day when I, I was like, you guys, you got it quiet, please. And they started chanting, and I have a video of it, and it is the creepiest thing. Very quietly, quiet, please, quiet, please. Quietly, and I nope, still have nightmare. And they knew how creepy because it was it was all like preteens and teens. They knew how creepy they, know they were what being, doing. and so they would slowly walk towards me, just being quiet, please, quiet, please. And I they delighted in my fear because <laughs> I'm like, not much scares me, but when they do that, I'd be like, y'all are plotting on killing me right now. It's mm-hmm. not okay. I, I taught a dance class, and I was I was jumped by a, a class of, of 22 third graders, and they can take a grown woman down, yeah. I can, because they swarm you. Oh, and they go for the legs, too. Swarms of things are frightening. Yep. Oh, yeah. 
if we're talking about children of the porn, yeah. <laughs> children, uh, children, children, pumpkin heads is also, yeah, 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 Especially because Bill Clinton's brother is in it for no <gasps> fucking reason. No way. There's a random sequence. There's a bunch of randoms that felt like they added afterwards. They totally did. <laughs> I remember liking two, but it's again, it's probably been a decade since yeah, I've seen it. That was like two. a straight. That was an early straight VHS movie. Yeah. Uh, I own it on Blu-ray. I don't think yeah. I've seen part. It's got a real brief theatrical release, but yeah, it I'm was. Mostly, uh, USA played it all. I don't think. I don't think there's very many people who saw it in the theater. I wish I would have, because I think it's it's a flawed, but. It, it's, it's a movie, movie that gets an undue amount of hate. Yeah. I fucking love that movie, and I will defend it, not just because of the weird political connection that I think is fucking hilarious. I think all of the Pumpkinhead movies are great, because yeah. I think they all take a you know they all take yeah. a different spin on it. I do think the background story of the one that, the second one that Lance Hendrickson's in is right. interesting. Yeah. Because he's oh. fucking... He's one, because we love Lance Hendrickson? He's a tiny, filthy little man. He yep. is a tiny, filthy little man. And, and I've never been so happy when I hugged him. He, he patted me on the shoulder in the elevator, and we hadn't met. He's like, good job. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking <laughs> about. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I do many things well. I, I was able to tell the story of having listened to him on... on uh, on shockwaves, mm. and they were talking about, um, uh, um, oh my god, pay your wagon. Um, oh, yeah, uh, Lay Marvin. Lay Marvin, like, yeah. he was in Lady's jail for something. He's talking to the trees. Lay Marvin comes to visit him in jail because he wants him to, he was in there for something. And, Probably and for being Lee Marvin. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 Lance Henriksen was in jail. Oh. Lee Marvin oh. came to see him because he wanted him to do out. a job. Oh, okay. So, this is like before he was reading. Um, and he was trying to remember paint a wagon, and so he hummed as under his breath. He's hunting, humming. Uh, uh, what is it called? The wind. Called the wind, Mariah. Yeah. Under his breath, and I swear to God, I was like, I'm at work. I was wearing panties. Where did they go? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Yeah. I was. I, I said when you. I said you. You combined my uh, adoration of you, my love of the horror movies that you've done, and you could. And you and, and then you brought up like paint your wagon. It was just this trifecta of wonderfulness for you. So thank you for telling that story. And he and he hummed a little bit, and then he giggled. And I'm like, <laughs> I just made Lance Henriksen giggle. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. the I don't know. It, no, no, it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> I did do uh, I was, to, to plug my own stuff. I did do a scene them all of a pumpkin head many months ago. So you can find that on YouTube of myself talking about all four pumpkin movies. Uh-huh. Just to put that out there. And it's very lively and interesting chat. <laughs> um, one that I want to bring up that I actually haven't seen all of it, but it fits the genre. It's um, Eyes of Fire. I, I found a disc of it. Oh, it's I've heard of it, Disney but I've not movie, seen it. And it's about. Oh. But it, but it's, it it's, I don't think so. You're right. I'm I'm confusing it. But it I, when I was reading I was reading a book. It was another book about um, a group of um, of like frontier people. And, and they ran into the fa- the fairies. They yeah. ran into the fairies and the fairies oh. grew with them. Yeah. And it's just and it's really really special effects, as I recall. But yeah, yeah it's the, a really the, good they're story. They're really dated. But and it's like I've seen like half of it. But I was reading like a book that was like almost the exact same story, and I was like, I just need to put this aside for a little while, and I never went back to it. So I was going to see if anybody else had seen it. No, yeah, but I now I want to. Put it on my list here. Yeah, um, it's going to go on my list. What's it called? Uh, uh, can be a little hard to find. Eyes of Fire. Yeah, from 1983. See, one of the things that I love is the last 10 years, 
there seems like there's been a real resurgence of folk horror. Um, uh, let's see. Um, yeah, because we've uh, had The Witch, we've had The Killist, we've had Field in England, um, we've had... One of the ones song. that I want to mention is uh, Wakewood. Is a yes. Oh, yes. That's on my list here. Yeah, I've um, never actually seen that one. It's Wakewood really good. It's really, really good. It starts it's out... Timothy Spall's in it, and I yeah. love him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, basically, it starts out with a couple, and their daughter goes outside to play, and uh, a random dog gets loose and literally tears her throat out. And... Um, they're grieving. They like leave the area. They go to this rural area um, where there's stories of um, bringing people back from the dead, but you only get them for a really specific it, it, period. They of go down and the, they find out that the locals believe this. This, yeah, and yeah. they see this woman like, walking with her daughter down the street, and she's preparing to say goodbye she, to her again. And yeah, and they're like, and she's like, well, that's really strange. Why is the daughter wearing that necklace now? She's had her three days. And, and they find out about this, and they um, they participate. They talk, you know, talk they to get the village. They back. get their back, but and then and it's really great. But then, but then they break the rules after like they do, uh-huh. and things go fucking horribly awry. Um, I hate when people break the rules. It makes me they, so mad. The, the, the rules, rules are always so well laid out. People just wanted that girl to stay in the yeah. house and take care of a porcelain doll and treat it like it was a real kid. Mm-hmm. And she got to stay in a cool gothic mansion <laughs> the whole time. And but what, what does she, she do? do? Does she follow the rules? No, she does no, not. No, she does not. And now then she's still that was an easy job, too. You walked Itch. after inanimate object. You had one job. <laughs> Yeah, that drives me crazy is when people break the rules when they know they're the rules. Because then I can't be sympathetic when you start dying. I'm like, if you had followed the rules, you'd be fine. You you pissed on the ancestral tree. I'm not sad you got scared. Right? (laughs) Do not piss on the ancestral tree. Rule breaking, taboo breaking, uh, forbidden fruit, it is all... Take a drink. Dark fairy tale. <laughs> Fair enough. Do we consider Pet Cemetery folklore by that? I was just thinking about that, that when you were talking about the ring. I feel like yeah. very much it, it falls into it. involves it an Indian burial ground, so yeah. 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 I, I, and I think uh, a lot of just the legend of the, the, the Wendigo. That's Speaking a lot, of a lot more Wendigo from 2001 by Somehow Larry Festival. Oh, I know you love your Larry Festival. He is my movie boyfriend. There is a Someone game. Someone has to come up in, uh, in any Don't Be the Latin about Larry Sassanet. And somehow he's going to die in whatever movie you're watching. <laughs> has he, he lived will. in a movie? You would know. No, I don't think so. Okay. So. No, no, no. He, he lives in a... He, he does not die in a, the, the, the werewolf movie that I adore. Um, uh, it's the one where he... It, oh, with my other boyfriend. The, the, uh, the, the, the one that's real long and talky. That could be a couple werewolf movies. It stars... Um, Oh, why can't I remember his name? It stars the woman that was in I Shot Andy Warhol. Oh, Lily Taylor? Lily, yeah. Lily Taylor, yeah. Oh, Lily Taylor. No, 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 not that. Hold on a second. But while you're looking that up, I'm going to mention that you're talking about dealing with like fairy folk and such as The Hollow. Yes. 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 Which I really love. Don't go into the woods. Yes. They said don't go into the woods. Uh, Kim, what was the one that we saw at SIF a couple years ago that had a similar plot? Oh, the guy went into the guy went into the yeah the fairy folk. Um. I can't remember the title. I can't remember the title. I've been trying to look it up, but I can't. I can't get the pop up. I thought we were talking about the hollow. Oh yeah, but I was really. But the, the, no, the movie was it was it wasn't last year at Sif. I think it was the year before, ago, yeah. and it was the the man. It was mostly just him in the movie but going also into in the Ireland, woods. Now there's maybe think of. And he's taking uh, 
Oh, Nick measurements. Needs, measurements yeah, or whatever surveyor. in the woods. And I it was I remember really enjoying it. Shit, what was that called? See, I thought that was the hollow. There's one called. No, that the is the hollow. Crow. That's because he's, he's there. No, he's, we, he's, no, we, he's, he, no, go ahead. No, but he's he's there to do a study of the woods. And, and his, like, and his wife is there and their child is there. Yeah. No, no, the no, that's a different one. They came out around <laughs> the same time. Yes, don't no. mess with the fairy folk is yeah. what we're saying. It's it's a similar <laughs> it's similar but it's different. Have you guys heard of a movie called The Crow? Not the Brandon Lee Crow, <laughs> but there's a folk horror movie called The no, Crow. No, but now where I want this to. guy buys this beautiful plot of land and it has some forest on it and he's like he's just the worst. It's like you know he's just the worst. And he brings his wife out to this plot of land and she's like, oh, we'll build the house here in this field. And he's like, no, we're going to bulldoze the forest. And there's this group of people who've been I'm, living in the forest. Yes. And they're like, no, we have a right to be on this land. And um, it turns out they're part of an old religion. They're like part of a yeah, sect that was given the land in the Middle Ages. And it's really, it's not great, but I really enjoyed it. Uh, what year is it? Do you have any idea? Uh, it came out probably two or three years ago. Mm. Oh, without name. That's the movie that's coming out. Without, without name. name. Yeah, sorry. Yes. Yeah, I looked it up. Sorry, my apologies. Which I thought was the most one of the most tripping balls movies I had seen in quite some time. And it, but it does tangentially tie into uh, kind of a, there's there's some folkloric stuff going on in that. I really enjoyed that movie. It's all slow burn, also true to form. What is that movie? Where the woman in lets the homeless guy stay in their shack and he turns into a dog sometimes. It's like this Swedish movie. It's a super slow burn. And it's a, it's a guy's name. I, I saw it, but I can't remember I know what you mean. It's like this guy and his and the guy, the, her husband hates this person. And it's like, we're going to shoot him. We don't want his type around. <laughs> and his wife finds lets him live in her I little art studio. It it's detached so her husband doesn't mm. know. And um, it's a really strange, yeah, it's really good, and I cannot remember the name of it to save my life. Uh, you were bringing I was up trying on... to think of late phases. He doesn't die. Oh, yeah, die. late phases. And I'm only bringing it up because Larry Festin doesn't die in late oh, phases. Oh, okay. Uh, um, but I was trying oh. to think of Nick Dimitri because I, I have a fondness oh, yeah. for him. Yeah. Anyway. He's terrific. He's, a, He's like a great character actor. I think, honestly, Hatchet qualifies as full horror. Uh -huh. I think it's like a modern legend. Interesting. Because it is, he is like a folklore character. It kind of comes to life. Well, and, and I, you know, it's interesting that that could, I suppose we could really stretch the definition. And there are an awful lot of slashers that would fall under that category. Freddy Krueger. Because you have Freddy Krueger, you have Cropsy from The Burning. I mean, that that's partially based on, you know, urban legends that have been circulating for decades. Just because and decades. something is based on a legend doesn't make it folklore. I would agree. Yeah, I think it's a little older than that. You know? <laughs> yes. Before we, before you guys say you were talking like, would Candyman some way get in there? So, of course, that's maybe. Well, you know, know, that's, that's, I, don't but, that's I love Candyman, Candy but, but yeah. Yeah. yeah like, I wouldn't. Call I just got the idea. I had put a little the question marks down. Like, to me, the urban legend yeah. is very different from folk horror. That's and the folk horror the you have again, you have those pagan roots to so much of it, which most of the urban legends don't. Don't. They're, they're, right. Yeah. And uh, another thing that I had question marks behind was what about the traditional zombie, like white zombie I walked with? I walked with a zombie rainbow. is definitely, I would categorize that as folk horror. There's very oh, much yeah. an element of That's very of much about the, the, the nurse who goes to that island. I taught that in the Gothic film class. Awesome. It's also I based love, on Jane Eyre. Yeah. I love, I love <laughs> so my, my wife was reading Jane Eyre a couple weeks ago, and she's like, I think I saw a zombie movie this. And we watched it a couple years ago. Yes! <laughs> yeah, like, 
three of my three feel good like like I watch the, the horror movies that I watch when I just I'm by myself is mm-hmm. I, I watch um I watch uh, a walk with a zombie mm-hmm. I watch the innocence Oh, and, I um, and I watched The Uninvited. Those mm. are like my. I just watched it yesterday for the first time ever. Isn't the ghost so effect awesome. wonderful oh, for its beautiful? Yes. And, and, the, and the story he's telling in, in the, like, in the, the, the no, room from all the windows is like all of a sudden it gets cold and the flower dies. Yes. And, and like you can tell, it's like watching yeah. your faces it's and having them talk and like how everything changes. Oh, I love that. I really appreciate the subtlety of that. Like sometimes, like, I rewind a couple times, like, wait, that doors open a minute ago. Uh-huh. Something quiet, like, it's really so there, little... like, they walk in, out of frame, come back, doors open. And, uh, it's, um, what is it, Gail Russell and, mm-hmm. um, Ray Milan. And Ray Milan, mm-hmm. but his sister, I can't remember the little bit. Oh, she, she's lovely, She's too. also in the Philadelphia story. Yes! Uh, she is the, uh, she is the photographer mm-hmm. in the Philadelphia story, and I can't remember her name, but she was just this wonderful comedic actress. Jean Arthur? Was, mm-hmm. No. We're have to look it up now. Yeah, please Google it. It's been a, it's been a while since I've seen the Philadelphia story, which I love. I Obviously, it's too. not Catherine Hepburn. <laughs> I'm curious. A movie that I always felt bordered on. Uh, Ruth Hussey. Okay. Ruth Hussey. Yes. 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 Best name ever. Yep. Yes. <laughs> Movies that border on folk horror are, to me, that movie. I can't remember the name. I just forgot it. It's uh, Burt Reynolds and his friends go on that canoe Race trip. Race with the Deliver- Devil. Oh, no, no. <laughs> not Deliverance. Yeah. Deliverance. Oh, yeah. Deliverance. Yeah. Deliverance. Yeah. Lacking fun. the supernatural elements is almost folk horror. Mm. It's more of the like backwoods horror for me. The, yeah, yeah, that yeah. hillbilly horror. Which then leads us into what about like, that? Like, uh, project backwoods. Right. Yeah. What about Which that? I suppose is kind of the American version of, of folk horror in some yeah. ways. We have yeah. like, our backwood horror, our hillbilly ex- horror. Some sort of established yeah. myth or mythology right. that's sort of the catalyst is is kind of an earmark there. And that's why, I mean, you know, with, with Pumpkinhead, you have the folk horror aspect of Pumpkinhead's genesis. And, um, uh, and yeah. That's well, that's this was Hatchet, too, if you want to talk about that. Right? Yeah. Yes. And one that I wanted to bring up, and Deliverance kind of opens that door, pointing my finger at you, um, it, it, because it, the Deliverance started as these men going on a trip together, right. is uh, the ritual. Yeah, that's on the list. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just, yeah. that was like, oh, yeah. Very I didn't nearly that my favorite movie of that, that year. That on my list. Yeah, that's, I love that. that it is yeah. so Seven sequence is literally gets down in my soul, and that monster yeah. design is. is the yes. design is that is the best monster design I think of like the last decade. Yeah. I would agree. I would yeah. agree. I mean, it, it, one of the things that I think is just absolutely wonderful is there's always these, you know, there's always the buddy movie, mm-hmm. or there's you know, but one of the things that that the ritual talks about so much is how hard it is for men to talk about things that hurt them. Yeah. And to share that kind of because yeah, one of the things yeah one of the things they talk about is little boys will share their feelings and share what scares them with their friends but when they hit like eleven they just stop having those conversations which kind of lead towards toxic masculinity which leads mm-hmm. to society them puts the thumbscrews metaphorically uh-huh. speaking yes, on not having yeah. uh, boys they just say don't be a pussy yeah. and yes. yeah. yeah man up. Yeah, and and, and the ritual is is such a good example of men trying really hard to deal with a huge 
trauma. Right. That's going to be one of the movies about grief that we talk yeah. about. It's on my list. Oh, good. Then I will take it off my list. <laughs> and it's also <laughs> really, it's also super well executed. It's just, the it's just, so the monster design is incredible. Is I think, uh, yeah, the pacing and the, the suspense that's maintained in it, it's, and also I think it, it gets back to, it feels spiritually a little bit to me like Pumpkinhead, mm -hmm. just because it in seems to have, I mean, it's, it's yeah. like Pumpkinhead, you know, across the pond, but it has that same sort of folkloric quality, plus, you know, the eye-popping and awesome monster. Yes. In the also, again, people not following the rules. Yep. There's a long way, which is the path you're supposed to stay on, or let's try taking this shortcut through the forest we were warned not to go through. But we're going to do it anyway because... Because what could go wrong? Dark run? fairy tale. <laughs> yep. Uh, well, and we we cannot drink anymore because <laughs> they have to drive us you home. You have to drive us home. Go to a completely different manner. Uh, two movies I was surprised you didn't bring up earlier. Um, a book from Dennis, uh, Dennis Wheatley. Uh, novels is uh, oh. uh, to the devil daughter and the devil uh, writes out. And the devil writes out. Right, the devil writes out. I, I literally just read that book. Uh, I'm actually about 20 pages until the end right now. I uh, was reading for the podcast. So. I actually crossed the devil writes out out of my list because okay. I kind of felt like we left that, that yeah, era behind. Yeah. But, but I, I was definitely planning on bringing it. Yeah. Is. Well, and Dennis Wheatley, that was kind of his bread and butter. Was yeah. writing about uh, about the occult and also about like regular, ostensibly regular people who were embroiled. Uh -huh. Which is what makes, which I think is characteristic of his fiction, and I, I, The Devil Rides Out, I think is absolutely one of the best Hammer horror films. Absolutely, and I just really is a great guy. Were you, you know? were you at Matt's when he showed that for his outdoor movie? No, because that I was, was not. how I saw it. Was oh, it getting to see it on like a really big screen? It was at a, you right. know a friend's outdoor I, movie. I always liked that Christopher Lee always bragged about how in The Devil Rides Out he actually went to the yeah. library <laughs> and learned some actual rituals, <laughs> learned some actual magic spells. Oh, I was like Christopher Lee. Oh, Christopher, love, we love you. I love Charles Grace. The villain in that, he's so oh, good. he's so good. That's yeah. not what a man sounds like when he's been stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> Christopher Lee. <laughs> I mean, that's true. It's not what a man sounds also, like. Yeah. Stabbed. Also, like, if you're talking about like this book's well, brief, you know more about movies. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the Canyon Yellow uh, from Robert Chambers, or a lot of stuff from Arthur Mankin, or Mackin, how you pronounce it. Yeah, there's um, an Arthur Mankin story called The White People, which is one of my. It's re. It's yeah. The white people are scary. It's, it's about this girl. They find this diary that belonged to this young girl, and she keeps going out in the woods and meeting with these people who are like made of mist. And it's really. Oh, wow. Uh, and it's all told through the daughter's diary and the daunting realization of the guy reading the diary what's going on. And it's really, it's really good. And I also recommend uh, The Great God Pan. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pan. I love uh, that. Yeah, it's the same author. It's. It's a really fucked up book. It goes some weird places, and I love it. Uh, that and the King. I read that and the King Yellow like right back to back, mm -hmm. <laughs> like last year. Like right, and another one that's that's actually made into a movie that is I consider folk horror is um, H.P. Lovecraft's Shadow Over Innsmouth, mm -hmm. oh, which oh. was made into the movie Dagon, yeah. which is like one yes. of my favorite. Yes, actually, Lovecraft that I have that on my list. Yeah. Yeah, that's my I second favorite Lovecraft. I think most Lovecraft. I would agree. Yeah, I think it's really, and, and it's Lovecraft a lot closer to the spirit of Lovecraft than um, than Stuart Gordon's other Lovecraft-based yeah. movies, yeah. ironically enough, which are great, but they're completely like they're they're like only remotely connected to right. the original material. Right. That one is great. It 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 it, uh, it does tap into the whole notion of 
of mythology. It taps into mm -hmm. the whole notion of an outsider coming in and exactly. finding out that he's in over his head, yeah. and then finding out that he can breathe under the water that's over his head. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I, 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 I love it. I mean, aside from the hideously dated CGI at the end of the movie, I think it's just. I, about I love it. I love the scene when he is running, when he's hiding from them, mm -hmm. and he's hiding behind these stretched human skins. Yeah, yeah. And that that is such foreshadowing for the for what happens to him later. Yeah. And you're like, oh man, he's been hiding behind a human skin for a longer than he goes. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And yeah, I this is my favorite, second favorite Lovecraft adaptation. The yeah. first mm -hmm. one is The Resurrected. Which I thought was uh, Chris Randon. I love it. Uh, okay. It's Charles Sexual Ward. Uh, it's, yeah. I still love the film. Shout back guys edition of it. It's really cool. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, Lovecraft really falls in there a lot because he's, even if it's his own mythology, he's still. Because yeah, he was terrified of country people. <laughs> <laughs> and people of other races. And people of other ethnicities. It's his birthday. It's his birthday today. Oh my gosh. Happy birthday, Happy birthday Lovecraft. Lovecraft. Of course, now this is the 20th. It's coming out on the 30th. It won't be his birthday or first. won't be his birthday then. But Happy belated birthday. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of most of them. Mine was. I actually want to bring up um, Scary Story Cell in the Dark, the new one, really cut it out. That's also going to Urban Legend, but that's so much based in folklore. Uh, that's how, like, those books are how I got into horror and folklore from there. Although, no deep in the back, and we're only Solid three out of five. But it was still something notable. Solid, yeah. You mentioned, like, the demon briefly earlier. Yeah. I, I love that. It's also one of those ones where, like, the I was. The tense ending. Oh, yeah. Because it's really one of the VJs. It's real. It's a movie from 1952 or whatever. But 58, maybe? 57. 57. Mm -hmm. But it treats the occult like a real thing. Like, I expected at some point, like, all oh, no, this is magic tricks, but it's not. Right. And it's... it tells you from the beginning, no, this is actual magic. Mm -hmm. I never um... should have done it if you <laughs> I looked at my list because that's the only thing. I didn't write director's so <laughs> I just wrote the date. Yeah, I can't remember. Well, well, that was Jacques Turner, anyway, speaking of, yeah. of yeah, like, the guy directors with a knack for atmospherics. Yeah. And uh, he also did I Walk with a Zombie. Yeah. So, did we, we talk about the reptile? I have not. No, I haven't seen no. it. So. This it's is what. Well, it's an awesome movie. It's, it's a great, and this oh, is one of the hammer film, isn't it? It's yeah. so yeah. much fun. Or so, I think. I it's it on the six. With one of the most wonderful, like a few weeks ago. It's got one of the most wonderful, like monster makeups uh -huh. of the sixties. Yes. I love that creation. And and again, kind of a fun take on folk uh, horror because it, it doesn't go quite the traditional route with it. Well, and also. You have some very cogent, if unintended, symbolism in the fact that the monster is, semi-spoiler alert, a woman. Yeah, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and yeah. not just a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I have not seen this. I'm going to have. To. It's, 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 it's a it's lot one, of entertaining. Yeah, and it's one I haven't seen in a while, so I also can't tell. Yeah, me neither. Like, if it, if there's some nostalgia involved, remembering how much I enjoyed it when I was younger, but I just remember finding it really fun and silly, but in a in a way that was appealing. Well, and and it's in its own little, you know, kind of cardboard comic book way. It's yeah. actually pretty immersive. And yeah. It's, and it's and again, you know, you've got some pretty, again, maybe only partially intended symbolism in that you have a, a woman who is concealing who and what she is until yeah. the very end of the movie. And um, that, again, you've got some unexpected resonance from that. I'm going to go off of folklore for just a quick second because I think there's just such an interesting point that we have movies like that that we've only seen once mm -hmm. and that like literally my movie like that was Paper House. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. oh, the first Bernard Rose. Yeah, movie, right? yeah. 
Uh, and, and like literally because um, it was only got released on like VHS and Laserdisc. Um, so I um, I rented it about the time I found Nightmare on Elm. This is too much story. But but you <laughs> talked about like loving this movie that you saw once and you're going off of these memories. And there's like there's a bunch of movies that I I mean there's a bunch of movies that I love to rewatch. Right. But I have like a bunch of movies that are like just almost creating who I am right now that like literally I just saw at this right time. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I just fucking well, we love cinema. Of, I mean yeah, we kind of talked that. about that. The um hundredth anniversary podcast we did was about the five maybe movies. Not necessarily horror movies, the five films that made you who you are. Mm-hmm. And it was a really it was a really rough podcast was, because yeah. <laughs> kind of narrowing that list down to five when you and and I took the inspiration so from this guy who does um kind of can't even the movie something um, the movie crush and he asks he asks everybody who's on the thing and he talks to everybody and people he doesn't know and he goes what's your favorite movie and it's the hardest question to answer what's your favorite movie and, and the fact that you have to tell people what your favorite movie is and it was really fun doing the like five movies that made us genre free um, because like. Jill to try and make it easier. They were all movies she'd seen before she turned 21. Yeah. Right. And one of the movies that I saw that, like, literally made me who I am was the movie that kind of, like, inspired me to leave my really unhappy marriage. And it was a documentary called 51 Beach Street of this woman um, who'd been married for, like, 52 years. And three, but, but with, between three and six months, or no, I mean, uh, 30 and 60 days after she died, her husband married his old secretary. Oh. And his and his um his son her son uh, has a sister and but he always he always had a video camera and so he has all this footage from all through their childhood but after his mom oh, died his she mom. found all of his uh, all his of her diaries. diaries yeah and he read through all of them and she was an angry unhappy woman who had gotten married in like the late fifties and lived her entire life absolutely hogtied by what society expected of her Shit. and everybody remembered her being like super fucking bitchy and everything and she remembered meeting his uh, her um husband's secretary when they were working together and she's like and the thing is like, i like remember yeah. this in her diary she says he should have she goes she's the kind of woman he should have married she goes then... kitty her name was kid or he called her kitty mm-hmm. kitty's the kind of woman because she was simple and kind and sweet and didn't ask very much of him and she is the woman that would have made him happy and instead I've made him very unhappy for an incredibly yeah. long time uh. and it's like what do you do when you are trapped like of course you're going to be seen as unlikable uh-huh. oh, God, this is, uh, anyway but, uh, yeah, but I'm not going to get TMI yeah. but uh, some of us can also relate to that yeah. a bit so yeah. yes and so it's but it literally changed my life this documentary of like I could stay married and look back on 50 years of making both myself and him unhappy, or I could say no. I could say no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, no, it changed my life. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but it just, I fucking love, I love that people can tell stories like that. I love that, I love that there are documentaries, I love that there are horror movies that are stupid slashers that yeah. just are fun and, and moronic and just, still make everybody happy but then there are ones you know that are like the slight uh, the Valerie in her week of wonders is this crazy yeah, weird I'm not sure it's a horror movie even. we don't know what the hell it is <laughs> it's, it's fucking Czechoslovakian and they are weird yeah, yeah, weird that's true. Stuff, you know? I like weird <laughs> sold it's, 
Yeah, yeah. I got the library. Library has it. You go to Seattle Public Library. They got it. Paper House is streaming on on Amazon Prime. You want to check it out? I'm gonna watch it. And thank your fucking three stars because it took me 20 years to find it. Because it wasn't on Criterion. So, yeah. Cool. I will say I appreciate that we are living in an age when these movies that we saw when we were younger even and then never saw again and they are becoming available via all the various mm-hmm. hey, Kim, it, sites. Kim, yeah. I've never had to deal with that. Fuck you, Cody! <laughs> Cody is so young. Some, so, yeah. some of us are old enough to remember what it was like before there was any home video whatsoever. Oh my god. And at oh, a time sure. where, yes, and at a time where... If you didn't get to see it in the theater, or if it wasn't an 8 o'clock movie, you didn't get to find it. Exactly. You you plotted it out on your TV guide, and you uh-huh. damn sure made sure we you were parking for the TV. We didn't have a theater in our town. Oh my we god. We had to drive 20 have, miles to get to the theater, yeah. so it was a big thing. Movie going was not... Go. A, I saw less than five movies before I was like in 10th grade. Because oh, wow. we did oh, not wow. have a movie theater in my town, um, and we did not have a VCR until like 1989. Wow. So like, yeah, it just you know, I would, I, I was um, every year over in, in the summer, my one of my best friends would come stay with me, and we would go rent a VCR from mm-hmm. the local video shop, and, and oh yeah, yes, and watch. Mm-hmm. We'd watch five movies straight. It'd be like 20 hours of movie viewing, and like I'd be mm-hmm. like. Every time I'd be like, can we watch Fright Night again? <laughs> and oh, I, yeah, I was talking to someone online that was talking about how, well, the vampire genre is played out. They don't even try to make vampires scary anymore. And I'm like, you should see the Fright Night remake because they do it's a really hard. good job it's a, of making it. He's, yeah. he's scary. Yeah. So I will say, I mean, there are movies that, you know, the fact that there's a bunch of movies that aren't getting necessarily DVD releases or anything else, but they'll be streaming somewhere. Um, there was the TV movie that, um, God, it, it was the ba- the basement, and there's little figures in the basement. And don't be afraid of the dark. Don't yeah. be afraid of the dark. Yeah. The, the TV movie is available for streaming on YouTube TV. And it's genuinely terrible. It is. It is. Not the remake, though. When I was a kid, someone described that movie to me, and I didn't sleep for two days. Yeah. I, is that, is <laughs> that, I'm not to flavorly draw things back into our general topic, but is there any folkloric elements in Don't Be Afraid of the Dark? I don't remember. Not oh, really. don't be afraid of it. Yeah. There's like just some kind of evil monsters that live in the chimney, but we never find out where. I don't think we ever get yeah. a backstory on them. There's but, but what I'll say it does make me sad is every time we switch to a new media, which, I mean, a lot of places are stopping doing DVDs and some places are stopping creating Blu-ray players. It's like cause the, the physical media is just not being purchased as much anymore. Yeah. And every time we switch to a new media, we are losing movies. Oh, totally. Uh, that's been happening been since it's time immemorial. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, what's the statistic? There are VHS that aren't available. There are movies on Lizzie oh, that aren't available anymore. And it's getting worse. I mean, there yeah. was a statistic somewhere in the in the they late 90s. Really, it's, like, it's like losing the silent films. Where they well, yeah, exactly. I, somebody said that at least, and this is back in the 90s, at least 50% of the films made prior to 1952 are gone. They're uh-huh. lost. And that's, you know, and that's getting to be the same, like, with movies all across other eras. And wasn't it, uh-huh. I think, isn't it Sony is one of the worst? Because there's stuff that they hold in their vault, but they don't have a clear path of rights. So it's going to sit there, and they're never going to do anything with it. Well, Disney is, like, that news about Disney the other day. They've taken all of, they're not letting people reshow any old movies by Fox. Yeah. Because they purchased them. Because they, they so there's the a revival theater. Now. So if you're a revival theater and you want to show 
Favorites in recent years actually is a movie called Rigor Mortis, which isn't that terrific. And the thing it that I love beautiful. about it, it is the thing that I love about it is the thing that I love about a I've lot of folk horror. That's so cool, dude. I am a huge fan of that movie. And one of the things I adore about it is that it, it creates this wonderful environment where all of these mythic things are as workaday and casual as walking out your door and going to work. It, everything in all of this, all of this mythology, all of this vampire mythology, all of this ghost mythology I love is that. right there. I love when they create a community in like a high rise or in an encapsulated yeah. in a building. Like there's just. It's well, just, I, you know, and, and it also ties into the folk horror because the protagonist in the movie is a is an actor who's just moved into this building yeah. and is an onlooker when it comes to the hopping vampires and the ghosts. And that's so and, with the folk horror because it's like instead of going into like a village. You're going into... A high-rise that's yeah. its own microcosm of a village, actually. What about yeah, Night Breed and that kind of... Uh, community of Monsters? The, the Wailing. Uh, yeah. They got, kind of falls a little bit, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of edging into there. I've never seen it. I saw the three-hour runtime, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happens to me with a lot of Korean movies. Well, oh, so did you they, say the Wailing? They, they yeah. a lot of long oh, films. I love... I remember I watched it on the airplane I was heading to New York 
And I remember because the movie, the ending's, it's a gut punch in a movie. Like, it's a lot, it's a slow burn. And the last, like, 20 minutes are excruciating because it's playing out in real time. In a, and it just, and I remember that I, the plane landed. I shut, I shut everything down. I turned my phone back on and Carrie Fisher had died. Uh, and I was just like, I am not emotionally prepared for any of this. And I had a, I, like, I'm sitting on the plane, like, and I'm getting teary-eyed, and the woman next to me is like, are you okay? And I'm like, there's this movie, and then Carrie Fisher died, and I'm having feelings, and she's like, it's okay. You're okay. You're okay. Which comes back to, I feel like, women... She, she experienced it with you. She experienced and it with me. And the next day, like, life kicked us in the fucking junk multiple times when Debbie passed yeah, the very yeah. next day. Just right in the vagina, actually. Yep. Right there, right up. But uh, no, it does have the, some of the legends, some of the the mythology of it. So I could see that. Uh, that's a personal love of mine. Although it's one I've only watched it once that I mean to watch again. But it's a commitment, and it's so much a, time. well. It's also emotionally. I feel like I have to prepare myself for that yeah. movie. Um, it's it's a gut punch. I mean, I might have put it on my list, but it's like when you, when you know you can watch two incoherent giallos in that same time. <laughs> it makes it hard, it's, man. You, it, it, it's a good... I like to watch foreign films when I'm traveling because uh, there aren't a lot of other distractions because you're kind of forced to be here and be in uh-huh. And be present. Absolutely. And, and, you know, when I'm watching foreign stuff here, the cat walks in and I'm like, oh, you're cute. I want to pet you. And, and then you, you should look up something on the internet. And miss the yeah. subtitles. Or, yeah, you check your phone. You check Facebook. You can't do anything when you're on an airplane. So it's always me so much about like looking at my phone during a subtitled movie. He's like, "Well, you just listen to that pop." Yeah, I was doing for Alison the other day. We were watching the Japanese version of the ring, and like, oh, yeah. "Are you gonna watch it?" <laughs> you have to which, watch this. With there's me. some. There's another kind of we maybe categorize it as folk horror. What say you in regards to the ring? You can see an argument for it. I think it's, it's more, more urban legends. legends. It's more urban legends. That's why I kind of throw, yeah. The, yeah. throw the grudge into assets. That's, yeah. of course, more uh, yeah. urban horror. Uh, something that feels more folk horror to me, even though it's not actually based on folk horror, is um, Uzumaki. Ooh. Oh, yeah. That is maybe my favorite Japanese year. horror. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, just... I'm pretty Gito sure is, that is the only movie by that director I like. like a master of stuff. Well, in that movie, you know, getting back to the Lovecraftian spirit, there's a very all-encompassing sense of... Uh, fear and dread that is way bigger than us um, oh, yeah. than this earth and that movie really makes you feel that because they don't explain it away they're just like yeah, now That's this has happened, and it's That is something I like from the Japanese movies that I've watched, is there's just a generalized... I mean, that's one of the things that I like from Manu, is, is like, when he's like, yes, I, I can sense these things. They're like, oh, of course you do. That's, yeah, yeah. that's just what happens. Yeah, right. And there's such a generalized acceptance of something greater than what we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But I have to share, because my Uzumaki VHS is from Vertigo Video <laughs> that I bought. I, I know all my closing. John Waters VHSs were when Vertigo went out of business. I took the whole John Waters section. Home. Yeah, I took I, I took a whole bunch of the Asian, and then I also grabbed all of my. Cha- I brought in all of my Chaplin VHS because I wasn't watching them, and yeah. I'm like, well, why don't you rent them? Because I have them, and you don't. Like, I want you it to be able to rent more things. Store that I worked at. It was a tiny baby scarecrow. It was the most mm-hmm. beautiful thing on, on. It was wonderful. Yeah, it was how I met you. So that's what makes me happy. That's right. I made you watch a movie. You did. You introduced me to Anatomy of a Murder and The Changeling. Two excellent choices. 
You went well. You like George C. Scott. Well, I've got some George C. Scott. For <laughs> yeah, you. you're gonna love him. He's a good lawyer in this. Yeah, Anatomy of a Murder is so, so fucking fantastic. All right, are we ready to wrap up? Uh, let's see. Anyone has any other titles we can call it a night? I think Kim's looking. For uh, well, so and I'm still having trouble finding the exact name because it was one that I found when we were doing our international horror panel. Okay. And I was prepping for Crypticon, and I was determined to find a horror film from Croatia. Because my family is mm -hmm. from Croatia, and I was determined, and I'm going to say this incorrectly, and I don't even know that this is, this was the mythology it was based on, which is, um, I'm going to say this wrong, I'm going to butcher this, um, Sumski Dekel, it's these, uh, uh, forest girls, these, these, these forest maids and woodland lasses who are known as, like, the wild forest women of Croatia. Yes. I made. And, it's, and, and the mythology alone oh, is something I love. Did but you see that movie Holga? About the woman that had the tail? That had the tail! Oh, yes. uh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, oh, I love that movie so much. That might actually be folk horror. Kind of. Let's have those four spirits running around. But there was a movie done, and it was from the last few years, and the only way I was able to find it was YouTube. And it was about them. And, it, and the movie is, is it's fine. Uh, the translations, the subtitles are horrible. And that was part of the problem, is that I'm reading it knowing. And my Croatian I'm is like, I know bad, that this is wrong. But even my bad Croatian was like enough to be like, mm, was like, this is. This has nothing And, and to some do. of the, yes. it's like somebody used Google Translate or something. Some of the subtitles don't even really make radical sense. Um. But I was so tickled to find a Croatian horror film about these women specifically because they're fascinating and they're worth looking up. Yeah, I'm going to try and find this now. Um, though also, speaking of Eastern European, uh, November from about two years ago. Mm. I still haven't seen yes. that. Yes. Uh, that's that's really good to see. Because I so want to see it. It's, it's on Prime. It's like 80 minutes long. It's soft. I, I know. I even bought it. Oh, I even bought it because I was like, rapid. I have to see this. Dude, so I have it. so many movies that I bought and I'm like, I, I'm, I'm, I need yet. to watch it. Yeah, it's for 100 Days of Horror is what I've been using them for. Yeah. That was one of the reasons I started doing it. Like and then I just wind up streaming the same thing, and I'm like, yeah, why did I do that? There's a hey, Russian just thing again. on uh, <laughs> Pretty Prime much. right now called I Am Dragon, which Ooh, sounds uh, just ridiculously terrible, huh. but oh my god, the visuals in it are stunning. It huh. is so beautiful. You watch this. it's about a girl who is... A bit ago, and it's still sticking in your Yeah, head. it's about a girl who... Oh, she is. Her family, the the civilization she lived in, they used to sacrifice a girl to a dragon. But the dragon had long since been slain, but they used this now as their wedding ritual. Mm. And they would lie a woman down in a um, canoe on one end of the lake, and she's covered with like these red berries. And they start pulling, and her husband pulls the canoe across the lake toward him. And if the dragon doesn't take her, then she's meant to be his wife. But, of course, they haven't had dragons for hundreds of years. And when this one guy starts doing that, a dragon comes and takes his wife. And he goes Ooh. to try and slay the dragon, but the woman falls in love with the dragon. Oh. And it's just this As amazing... Well, he oh, can shapeshift into that. a totally hot guy. Oh. <laughs> well, that That's fair enough. So that helps. <laughs> but, yeah, it was like... It's just stunning did, did to look at. And it's above? a fairy tale. And, yeah. <laughs> I do <laughs> So uh, we talked about a lot of movies in the last. Uh, I, I have two hours now. Probably there's probably some stuff we can cut out at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Uh, everyone over that into it, so it's freaking out. Oh, are you kidding? This is all gold, Bob. Uh, no, gold. This, this is gabbering on before I start the recording. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's always, always yeah. do. 
we finished with folklore and just moved yeah. on to yeah, we just we just like it. fuck it. No, it's insane. insane. Shoot the shit. So, uh, yeah, Rice, Jennifer, thank you for coming on. We really appreciate Thank you. Vaginas. Vaginas for everyone. And uh, go to go to iTunes and subscribe to their podcast and listen to their all yes. hundred episodes. Again, it's don't read the Latin. Don't read it. <laughs> but do listen to the podcast. Yes. Do listen yes. to the podcast. Uh, and then uh, yeah, the hundredth episode. Congratulations on oh, that. That's thank amazing. You. That's that's significant, especially with a podcast. And of course, you can see uh, yeah everyone at the table at Crypticon to come out next year for that if you want to talk about yes. in, in person. And uh, also uh, so listen to and subscribe Crypticon. to A Ghost Stories, yes. uh, which is the other podcast I do with Gabby, and we talk about uh, ghost stories and investigations, specifically around the Pacific Northwest, but we are branching out. Uh, it's awesome. It's she says Linda modestly. Hazard, yeah, they, uh, if you haven't know the story of Linda Hazard, oh, it's that oh, it's shit. amazing. That's one of those. Oh, I wrote an article on why isn't this a movie, I think, for Belladonna. Is she like, the one that had the big asylum where she yeah. was starving? Starvation yeah, Heights? Starvation Heights, yeah. Uh-huh. I read yeah. a book about that. It's bonkers. Starvation oh, Heights. Yeah. 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 I'm reading it yeah. right now. Yeah. It's really yeah. good. What's funny about that is I, uh, when I was, I'm barred it from Kim and I's work at uh, Spooky Seattle, and I open it up, and there's a bookmark in there. It's, it's just a post-it that says, Jillian Venter's. Gothic uh, arm school. school. So I messaged her. I'm like, "Hey, <laughs> Jillian's a uh, uh, bookmark in this book." Um, That's awesome. I know. I can't wait to tell her. <laughs> but uh, yeah, thank everyone. Thank you guys for coming in. Thanks Yay. for thanks for listening. Uh, hopefully, there's more listeners than just Jennifer. So I'll uh, we'll find you. Out. I'm very. I I'm, I I, I, love I know Jason listens sometimes yeah. because he's he comments. Yeah, he yeah. he messaged he me. He's like, "Thanks he, for the he love, brother." We're getting a new logo for our yeah, first year logo. anniversary. Yes. Yes. Happy logo and, uh, anniversary. Kim will actually write something again. Alright, so thank you everyone, and uh, signing off, I'm Bob. I'm Tony. I'm Rias. I'm Kim. Cody. Oh god, Cody. I'm Jennifer. <laughs> and we're Sneak Geek. Thank you guys, see you next time. Ciao. <laughs> <laughs>